for 12 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Good morning. Good morning, Arizona. And welcome to my house. It's Rosie on the house. Well, we're going to spend the next hour talking about everything precious to you, yourself, your family, and your home. And you're welcome to join the conversation at one 767 4348 We've got Miss Alish in the broadcasting booth, the call screening station, to take your name, discover what question or remodeling or maintenance project you have around your house, home, castle, or cabin. And we'll do our best to put our 45 years of Arizona building and remodeling experience to work to help you solve whatever it is you're trying to get done. 1-888-767-4348 is your invitation to jump on one of the many lines that are now currently open if you'd like to join us. We were talking about temperature of milk in the last hour and how critical it is to keep it at a certain temperature. Well, and speaking of milk, you got a text. Thank you, Rosie, for your precious analogy of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I don't think buttermilk's going to be the focus of heaven, but you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I think heaven's something different for everybody. Oh. Right? No? <laughs> God knows what we all have spent our entire life lusting after. Longing for. Longing for. Right. Here's poor Rosie some whole buttermilk. Yeah, give that crybaby some buttermilk so he shut up and sit down. St. <laughs> Peter's standing there going, Rosie, have at it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, one of the things I want to talk to you all about in maybe you have a room you can't keep comfortable. I took a phone call this week from someone who had just recently had an air conditioner installed. And uh, they'd been in the house 23 years. And with the new air conditioner, now the master bedroom wasn't able to stay at a comfortable temperature. In the summer, it was too hot. And now with the cooler weather, it couldn't get warm enough for them. So maybe you've got... a uh, temperature differential between one room or another you might want to talk about we can put our experience to work for you and see if we can't solve that for you but here's the most important thing because we're going to start getting the phone calls in the begin in the end of spring beginning of the summer about what i can do to control the cost of energy at my house and air conditioning for us living here in the valley and in the desert uh, air conditioning constitutes half of our summer electric bill. So this last month, November 2021, is absolutely the most perfect month on record that you could take a look at your electric bill for the month of November. Some of you may not have received it yet, but whatever your energy bill in the desert for this November was, that's your base load. 
You didn't have your air conditioner turned on. You didn't have your heater turned on. The electric bill you got for November was for your cooking and your television and your computers and your lighting and your bathroom exhaust fans and your water heater. It had absolutely nothing to do with your air conditioner or heater. We call that our base load. What does it take in electrical power consumption needs to satisfy your base load? And it doesn't do any good or it does very little good for you as a homeowner to spend dollars chasing ways to save that base load. There are things you can do. You can get rid of your incandescent bulbs and go to LEDs. You can eliminate a lot of the little phantom power suckers that are attached to your uh, electric panel. There are things you can do. But when it comes to living in the desert in Arizona, it's the air conditioning load in the summer that people panic about. Do you think that um, more efficient appliances make much difference? They do. Energy Star appliances will make a difference on that base load. Have you been able to Thank tell you. how much money we've saved on the refrigerator since we replaced our dinosaur with the new Energy Star fridge? I'm sorry to tell you this. What? But our refrigerator is open and closed so many times during the course of one day with the amount of people that are in and out of our house. Um no amount of efficient refrigerator oh. is going to overcome that challenge. Uh, well, as, uh, so, but it does make a difference. You know, any of those little steps you can make. Uh, but let's say that, uh, I mean, we lost, uh, I raised my right hand. This is the <laughs> truth. We lost uh, a 40-year-old Sub-Zero died in our kitchen. About, it was so uh, very sad. About, I love that thing. I could put a whole week's worth of groceries in. About, about no, three months anymore. ago. And every time that old Sub-Zero started limping, we'd bring in the same repair person. And he'd say, you're crazy if you ever get rid of this thing. It's built like a tank. And, you know, it, and it was. Uh, but it finally gave up the ghost. And well, we, we had to replace it. And in this economy and supply, you know, we went to the store and we were not able to get what we really wanted. So it doesn't quite fill the space. It doesn't quite hold the amount of groceries we'd like. And we can't configure it. We're still the trying shelf, to figure it out. The, the shelves just don't work. The horrible. Yeah. So anyway. So appliances can make a difference on that base load. But going back to your November bill, take a look at it. That's how much electricity it takes for you to live in a home, including the modern conveniences we generally consider necessary to enjoy our life. So when you're trying to save money on your electric bill, you have to look at everything above your base load because that's where you're going to be able to make huge amounts of difference uh, by uh, staggering the time of day you're using the power, how much power you're using at one time, the efficiency of your air conditioning unit, as well as various tactics and strategies I don't need to go into right now for maximizing every BTU, every amp, every watt you're paying for from the utility company. 
So you stumbled across an interesting article about recommended temperatures by room. Well, it was family handyman tips. I I get them as a little newsletter I get. Okay. And, um, of course, they weren't talking about the desert at all, which I think is what gives Rosie so on the House the value yeah. of Rosie on the House. It's so Arizona. It skews it a little bit. Base, yeah. yeah. So they were talking about heating taking such a huge proportion of their energy bills. But that's not so much the case for us. You know, our big energy bills come in the summer. Um, I so know a lot of people like us whose heater never goes on. You know, in Arizona, if your home is built pretty well and you're on the desert floor, your home never is going to get below about 62 or 63 degrees because just living in the house, cooking in the house, showering in the house, the thermal energy stored in the house will keep it about that. I, I don't think our heater ever goes on. Hardly No, ever. but for some people, that's too cold. That's too cold. Um, and so I just went through the rooms that they presented in this article. and But I have a question for you. So we have two AC units, one for each end of the house, and we control yes. them separately. But we don't yes. control by room. Who controls by room? You don't. We, we've, we, I've gone through a lot of trouble to make sure we don't have to. But do people with do proper that? duck work? And because the article is all about here's where you keep your bedroom and here's where you keep your. That gets complicated. That 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 can be a challenge because if you get it right in the winter, mm-hmm. you'll have to change it all for the summer. Yeah. But if you were going to keep ideal temperatures, what are they? What what are some of the temperatures they talk about? Well, the pantry should be between fifty and seventy degrees, and that's, you know, I would imagine that's all year because you got to keep your food fresh, right? Keep the mice happy. <laughs> okay. There's no mice in my pantry. <laughs> I make sure of that. Okay. All right. Uh, well, and um, you know, we were talking about the refrigerator. And we're talking about milk. So yes. fridges, the fridge portion of the refrigerator should be between 35 and 38 all year round. We learned from Tammy Baker last hour, bacterial life begins at 40. Yeah, so you want to keep that down. The freezer should actually be at zero. Okay. Um, so, and here's, here's the difference, too, in the article. So the home in the winter, they're saying keep it 68. That's, Amen. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Can, can I keep it 68 in the summer? Well, in the summer, they're saying 78. Oh, no, I couldn't man. do that. Oh, and, baby. and they were saying for sleep, 65 is optimum. I like that. That's why hospitals are kept that temperature, because it's healthier. Oh. I didn't That's know. my argument for super cooling. You'll live healthier. <laughs> and you'll also help the utility company. And your bill will go down. And you'll live more comfortable. And the indoor air quality will be improved. Well, there you go. So for all of us who wear sweaters in the summertime at the office and at home, <laughs> you haven't quite convinced us yet. Um, and then there was a consideration for pets. You know, if you have pets, you leave at home. Well, you have to leave true. it in kind of in a normal range. You don't want to go much on either side of 60 or 80. 60 to 80 for your pets. Yeah. And we have our kennels in the garage so that we have the garage air conditioned. So we've got, yeah. yeah, that's our third air conditioner mm-hmm. at home is a mini split. Uh, which uh, actually think, costs know. less to air condition our garage and keep it comfortable than it did ever cost us to put in a vap cooler up there and try and keep it comfortable. Mm-hmm. So mini splits are another great option. And that's one way you can manage temperatures by room. They're called multi-head mini splits, where you have one com- compressor unit and multiple distribution heads. And you can actually have a thermostat in every room, and you can keep your bedroom 
at 68 degrees. You can keep the living room at 72 degrees. You can keep the kitchen at whatever else you well, like. Well, what if you already have a central air conditioning? That's can hard. You still, can you it, still add a room hard. with a... Like oh, you, you can. You okay. can add, You can actually supplement a central air system with a mini split if if it if that's your only demand. If if that's that's one, that's your last option. Okay. That's your most expensive option to try and get it done. There are other tricks that we can have. So the temperature of your home. We do have an open line if you'd like to call us one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight right here at Rosie on the House. Snow is snowing, wind is blowing, I can weather the storm, what do I care, got my love to keep me warm. Woohoo! Every Arizona owner Every Arizona homeowner's happy place, Rosie on the house, where you come three hours every week to melt away your anxieties, fears, or worries. That's why we show up every single Saturday morning. We're talking about temperature settings inside your house, home, castle, or cabin, as well as inside your refrigerator. For you, by room, by season, and in consideration of your pets. And we're going to be talking about uh, water temperature here in a little while and everything having to do with water heaters. And to kind of lead us into that segment, let's take our first caller, Robert, calling from Peoria, who has a question on that specific topic. Good morning, Robert. Bob? Uh, good morning, Rosie. Good morning, uh, Jennifer. Good morning. Yeah, this is a timely question for you. So I'm on an APS time of use plan for my electric power for the house, but I have a gas fueled water heater. Do I have to worry at all about what time I take a shower? Do I have to be within that low low power zone or does it matter at all? Okay, Bob, I want you to come in here. Let me pour you a glass of buttermilk. Lay lay down on the couch. We're gonna go into a, a therapy session here, okay? You found buttermilk. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, you have a dual energy home with gas mm-hmm. and electric. How big is it? It's the 2,800 square feet. And how many people live in it? Two. And is there a swimming pool? No. And in the middle of the summer, what is your perfect, what is the temperature you keep the thermostat at? Uh, 78. Okay. So, and you're with APS, and do you know what plan you're on? Are you on... Saver I think it's choice. Max Saber. You're on Saver Choice yep. Max, okay. Uh, you could have a summer cooling bill of something in the neighborhood of probably not, not much, over 300 bucks, maybe as low as $250. Yeah, it's 195 I think. <laughs> You're right, man. You are on the money. Okay, so now we move. So in the summer, it, it never matters to you when you take a shower with a gas-powered water heater. Okay. Now, is your house a gas furnace or is it a heat, heat. pump? Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a gas furnace for the heat. Yep. Okay. So your winter electric bills probably drop to hat. You're probably at a hundred bucks a month, 125 yep. bucks. 
they're pretty low. Yeah, you're nailing it. And you just take as long a hot shower any time of the day, any season of the year that you want. It's all yours, baby. Enjoy it guilt-free. It, it doesn't have anything to do with your electric bill. All right, Rosie, thank you. <laughs> all right, you can get off the couch, but uh, enjoy that buttermilk. Bob, how old is your water heater? It's uh, it's it's about three years old, and and by the way, I just had um, I just had it drained. Good. And, Amen. Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Good. That's why I and asked. flushed. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Keep keep that up, and you'll extend the life of that water here by twice uh, what other homeowners experience when they ignore the maintenance schedule. Draining it regularly. Uh, make sure the anode rod. Uh, is in good shape, um, and you and you're in great shape. So, so Bob, you're nailing it, man. You 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 are living in paradise uh, with the temperature you keep the house. It's obviously you're super cooling uh, because your spike rate in the middle of the summer you can't be you can't be funding a a demand limit any higher than about four or five or six for that price to be as low as it is. Congratulations, man. You're you're, you're a role model for all of us. All right, so proper temperatures of different rooms in the house and how you might deal with that. I'm going to tell you if you're currently having trouble keeping any one particular room in your house the same temperature, consistent. You should not have any hot spots or cold spots regardless of the season, whether you're air conditioning or you're heating. The thermostat and your central system should be able to keep every room within just a couple degrees of each other if we've got it properly balanced, set up, and you're doing a responsible job of replacing the filter on a regular basis. If that isn't the case at your house, get online. Let me talk to you about what is it you're experiencing What season is it you're experiencing? What kind of equipment you're using to try and get the job done? And what have you done to solve it to date? There's a very good chance if you'll jump online now at 1-888-767-4348, Jennifer will be able to tell you why. Jennifer's pretty quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I'll feed you notes. Well, at the Romero's, we haven't turned the heat on yet, but one of our favorite things to do this time of year is open all the doors and windows at night, uh, turn on the beehive fireplace in the master bedroom, as well as turn on the little fireplace in the breakfast room. And Jennifer and I spend every morning in front of the fireplace with the doors wide open and the air conditioner and the heater turned off, just enjoying this perfect time of year. All right, so Keith from oh, Phoenix Alicia. has a question. Hey, Alicia. Good morning. Hi. Miss Alicia from the Cronkite School of Broadcasting yeah. in our call screening booth this morning. Thank you for coming in. Of course. So Keith from Phoenix and his family are big fans of supercooling and want to know if variable speed air conditioning works with supercooling. 
gosh, I would I wish you could have talked him into staying on. Some people just don't want to come on air and ask the question. <laughs> You're just not that scary. Yeah. I always try to assure people he's not going to beat you up. There's no trick questions. Come on. Come so, on in. Butter him up with buttermilk. Buttermilk. So, <laughs> so Keith and his family are, are, are asking about supercooling, which is a strategy and tactic we employ during the summer months to stay cool for the least possible amount of money. And he's obviously being advised by an air conditioning technician that it doesn't work with a variable speed uh, compressor. And I, I couldn't disagree more. A, a variable speed compressor uh, is like a big V8 race car with gears and a clutch. The train compressor i think has a hundred and 187 different gears or 200 different gears that it can select when it surmises what you're trying to get done it measures the outdoor outdoor humidity outdoor temperature and what you're and then, and then it analyzes what the thermostat is asking for and it just slips in to the right gear to most efficiently give you that comfort level you're desiring um, whether it's variable speed or two speed or single speed does not matter with super cooling you take that variable speed and you work that thing into the ground off peak hours which by the way if the arizona corporation commission ruling stands is about ready to change in the next few months and go back to 7 o'clock as opposed to 8 o'clock. Uh, you want, no matter what kind of compressor you have, you want it doing all its work off peak. And how about this text guy? What did he say? <laughs> he says, my demand never exceeds 1.5, but I'm a little extreme, LOL. That's extreme. He's got to live in a shoebox. <laughs> or he doesn't use his AC or I don't know. That is more than extreme. That's incredible. I would I would love to ask him a whole lot more questions. If you can keep your demand rate to 1.5, uh, you are extreme. I'm not criticizing you. Um, I'm, I would question what comfort level you're experiencing in your I, I house. I thought the same thing. What, you what, are you, what are you sacrificing in the way? Maybe he'll my... write us back here. Oh. Hey, um, and then another question comes in in the same vein. Uh, can you use a smart thermostat to supercool? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if, 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 if you, the homeowner, are smart enough to figure out. If you can outsmart the smart yeah, thermostat. If, if, if you can outsmart the smart thermostat, because then you can program it on weekends and enjoy any temperature you want, and then off-peak Monday through Friday, enjoy. But yeah, absolutely, a smart thermostat can be programmed for supercooling. Let's get off supercooling. Well, I do have more text, but... We're in the heating season. I always get excited when I say, hey, new messages, and then I open them up, and a lot of times it's just comments on the bottom of the hour news <laughs> that keep me entertained. If you're complaining about the news, it's lost on us, so... <laughs> okay, I want to talk a little bit about water heaters, and we actually have a text here that says, what's the secret to loosening an anode rod in a water heater? Uh, that's easy. Uh, 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 about a two-foot piece of inch-and-a-half galvanized pipe. Uh, you put a socket wrench head socket over the top of the anode rod. Then you have a brake bar, 
and then you slip the two-foot galvanized steel pipe over the handle of that, and you turn counterclockwise. The increased leverage of the longer pipe extension is going to give you what you need just to break that thread loose. Okay? Uh, Our blog this week talks about accomplishing your right home temperature in your house uh, by room uh, in the heating season, which we I think we're about ready to get into. <laughs> I know. I saw 60s next week. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. And we shared, Jennifer and I shared, one of our personal little secrets in that blog uh, uh, this past week. Like I was saying earlier, uh, we have the security systems on our house that we can sleep with the doors and the windows open, the ceiling fan turned on, and the central air conditioning system fan turned on without the compressor turned on. So we're bringing outside air in all night long when it's in the high 50s and low 60s. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, Without having to use hardly any electricity at all, ceiling fans and the squirrel cage blower on your central Heating and cooling system don't require hardly any power, so you're bringing in all that outdoor fresh air. Um, But I don't like, and the older I get, the less I like it, crawling in bed and having those cold sheet shocks. That wakes you right back up. It does. You get in there all sleepy, and then you just can't get comfortable. It wakes you right back up. So we, uh, and I, I cannot stand... Heating blankets. They, to me, they are the most suffocating apparatus ever created besides straitjackets uh, in the history of mankind. He is a little I, claustrophobic. You haven't pulled that out. I cannot <laughs> take a heat blanket. Woo! But uh, a man uh, who happens to be a close friend, uh, a, a, a rough, burly guy, sleeps on the ground in the desert like 40 nights a year and you know, eat 16 pity nails for breakfast. <laughs> and I mean, just a, just a hardcore, all man, tough and rough and ready guy. Uh, shared with me in a weak moment, Rosie, do you know my wife bought not a heating blanket, but a heating pad that goes above the mattress under the mattress cover? And he says, I've gotten to where I turn that on an hour before bed to low. And you slip into the sheets and it's like getting like this warm hug. And this was like the weirdest conversation (laughs) coming from this guy. (laughs) And so I thought, well, if he's bad enough to buy one of those and try it, then I'll try it. We loved it. I mean, it, it, it's... Well, it reminds me of like Little House when they would take the bricks and put them on the fire and then wrap them up and put them in down the, mattress, the foot, yeah. the foot of the bed. So it just, just keeps your bed warm without suffocating. And then you can turn it down. And it's, each side. If, I was going to say, if you're going to get one, be sure you get one with two controls because then you can each have it as warm as you like it. Because I do like it a little warmer than you do. Takes, it, takes hardly any electricity. And it comes in all the various bed, bed sizes, king, queen. It does. Oh, yeah. Ten, yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. And... Uh, but, but we have discovered that as one of the little luxurious uh, necessities of life. Uh, when the outdoor temperature in Arizona, Maricopa County, drops below about 60, 55 degrees, uh, it's nice to pull that sheet back, slip in under the sheet, pull it over your shoulders, 
and it's just it's like toast. It it is like a warm hug. You don't get that sheet shock of slipping in the cold sheets. You know, somebody was is listening along with the conversation and just wants to know. You talked about having most of the electricity off. You know, we don't have the heater on. We're right. using the heating blanket, using the gas fireplaces. Um, how much does that blower cost to run? It's just like running a fan, right? It's pennies. Pennies an hour. Yeah. Pennies. Pennies an hour. And I if like it's it. just, if you're just running the fan. Mm-hmm. And I like the fan just for the noise factor. It kind of gives a little buffer to the to sound. Yeah. Well, the, the, the ceiling fan. While we're on ceiling fans? Uh, another little trick, and we've talked about this before, even if you have the heater on and it's cool, turn your ceiling fan on and opposite, what's reverse, it, counterclock, reverse right. direction. Reverse direction. And it'll bring some of the warm air down. Brings the warm air um, out to the Back, outside out to edges the outside. of the room mm-hmm. and down the walls and then takes the cooler air out of the center of the room and puts it up there. So it, it, it's, a, it's a great way to try and battle it. And I've challenged people to call if you've got uncomfortable spots in your home and miss jennifer is called from peoria and apparently she's dealing with one of those rooms let's see if we can't troubleshoot what's going on at jennifer's house good morning jennifer hello um so i moved into my house three years ago um it was built in 2013 okay it has really good air conditioning um throughout the entire house the okay. air conditioners are only about five years old. I have one smaller room that just gets hot. Okay. And don't know. Um, how many air con- how they... many how many air conditioners are on the house? Uh, three. Three ACs. Okay. So one yeah. one room in one of those units zone can't get comfortable. Does the room happen to be on the south or the west end of a house? Yes. Okay. And is there glass exposure south or west? There has to be. There is, let me think, uh, west. Yeah, okay. Okay, you got a couple things working against you here, but Miss Jennifer, have you ever had a whole house energy audit conducted? No. Okay. It's going to cost you $99. It will be the best. Okay. It'll be the best ninety nine dollars you've ever spent. It, it the service is worth over five hundred dollars, but the utility companies pay their certified contractors to come out and conduct these for the sake of getting homes more energy efficient and comfortable to lower the utility company's demand to meet unnecessary power requirements. So. Jennifer, do you have access to uh, uh, our energy management computer uh, specialist? I want you to call RIAS or Green ID or Four Energy. Any one of the three. You're you're calling from Peoria, so these are our three. Have you ever used our our website, RosieOnTheHouse.com? I have, but it's been a while. Okay. Well, you can go to our website, plug in your zip code, and when it asks for class of class class of work you'd like done, go under energy management, and you'll find three. Mm-hmm. Green ID, four energy, that's F-O-R, energy, and RIAS, that's R-E-E-I-S. All three of them. They'll all do it for the same price, 
uh, for energy actually conducts a free service, but pay for the full service, pay for the full $99. They bring thousands of dollars worth of equipment out to your house. They check the integrity of the ductwork. They check the integrity of the weather sealing all the way around the house. And they're going to do what's called pressure mapping. And they're going to find out why that one room. Uh, I'll tell you one thing you can try, Jennifer. In that room, find the air conditioner that controls that room. Turn the other two air conditioners off. Turn the fan motor on. Find every supply register that has air moving through it. That way you're defining every single room that is in the zone of that unit. Make sure the fins on the supply register are 100% open on every single one of those. Okay? Then what I want you to do is go around and close every register about 15 to 20 percent except in that one room that all by itself may be all you need to accomplish comfort in that one room make sure that southern and western face glass is shaded with a sunscreen and or landscaping would be better a big tree 10 to 15 feet away from the house shading the entire area but we can solve this jennifer there's no reason that has to be a ongoing problem try the trick with the air conditioner register fins uh if you're not comfortable getting on a ladder and doing all that then just call one of our energy management experts and they will get you taken care of jennifer thanks for the call we're going to make your home more comfortable forever you can thank jennifer for that i really can't stay baby it's cold outside but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you drop in. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. Come on in, y'all. To my house. It's comfortable in here. You're going to love it here. It's Arizona Homeowners. Happy place. For close to. 33, 34, 30, 30, 30, 34 75,000 years. years. Yeah, man. Ooh, <laughs> Feels like it. 1988. Ooh, Not a day over 76,000. We're talking about maintaining proper temperature of different uh, rooms in your house through the different seasons for the different reasons for you and for your pets. We're talking about the temperature uh, you should consider keeping your refrigerator and your freezer I want to talk a little bit about temperature of water heaters, okay? Um, the, I, I, I was in this conversation with one of my daughters this week, uh, and she helps us with a lot of the research. And uh, it's sweet Julia, and Julia and her husband, James, are registering to enter into the foster parenting program. And she said, Dad, you might be interested to know that when the home inspectors came to Social workers came to interview us and take a look at our house and discover what kind of a environment this habitat was in. One of the things they went to was the water heater. And they it's a mandate for foster parents cannot set the temperature on their water heater above 112 degrees. What is ours at? Uh, a little bit warmer than that. Okay. But we have scald prevention devices in our showers. And scalding is something to be concerned about. Uh, if, if your skin 
is exposed to water at 150 degrees, which it generally won't be from a water heater, you're going to suffer third-degree burns. That's if, it's, if it hits 150-degree water for two seconds. If it hits 140-degree water for six seconds, you'll get a burn. Or 130-degree water for 30 seconds. Even temperatures as low as 120 degrees in a five-minute exposure can result in third-degree burns. So take a look at where your thermostat on your water heater is set. There's vacation mode for when you leave, and then there are various modes. I will tell you that, generally speaking, if you talk to a fireman, they will tell you, listen, we have a very simple way for you to test the safety of the hot water. Go to the faucet closest to the hot water. Turn the hot water faucet on, leaving the cold water turned off. Allow it to run till you're getting the maximum hot water your water heater is capable of delivering. Take two tablespoons of instant coffee crystals and fill that cup half full. If without stirring those coffee crystals, they are dissolving, your water temperature is set too high for safety sakes. You know, that's, um, you know, think about Julia's situation and foster kids and, and scalding. I mean, if you had sensory issues too, if you, if you have um, a lack of feeling, you really could get hurt. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You could. You could. Now, Gary, you were telling me about a shower head you have at your home. When I had my home energy audit, uh, SRP showered me with gifts. One of them, uh, I just noticed that, there you go. Uh, uh, was the Evolve shower head. Evolve. Evolve okay. shower head. It's uh, 1.5 gallons per minute. Okay. But it's got a unique feature. It's got a little uh, pull-down rope. So you turn on the water and you turn it to the, the heat that you want. And the water will probably run cold. But when it gets to about 90 degrees, the shower head will cut off. And it's designed to save water. Okay. And then when you're ready for a nice hot shower, you lightly pull on the So you're not rope. running right. water down the drain. Right. So you can turn it on. It'll shut it off. And when you're ready for your warm shower, you just pull down the rope. Boom. You're done. Evolve. Evolve. E-V-O-L-V-E. Very good. I, I, I think, love mine. Jennifer, you've been working with an inventor of a shower head that actually detects motion. And right. as you step away from the shower, it turns off. And as you step back in, it... It has such potential. As yeah. a, a, I met the woman, the inventor, at the very first National Hardware Show we went to, and they are still trying to get it in mass production. It has been quite the journey. All right. Folks, when we get back, we hope you'll stay tuned for the last hour of Rosie on the House, every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We've got a lot of ground to cover, a lot of issues. We're going to be talking about doorbells, swimming pools, insulating pipes and attics. We're going to be talking about scam alerts all things you the arizona homeowner should really know about and we're going to provide you with the information 